friends at Tivoli Brewing Company and the Department of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at MSU Denver, this is Unfiltered. And here are your hosts, Jay Schrader and Dr. Samuel Jay. Hey everybody, wanted to let you know before we start this week's show about the SIP Beer Festival. That's the Shelter in Place Beer Festival. Jay and I are putting on for uh, the Colorado craft breweries that are out there, but specifically for their employees. It's going to be a fundraiser that we're going to hold on Saturday, April 11th from noon to 6. Uh, there's different ways that you can participate, but it's going to be a virtual beer festival. We have some tickets. We're going to be selling some merchandise. You can learn a lot more at sipbeerfest.com. That's sipbeerfest.com. We're coordinating with the Colorado Brewers Guild and a lot of Colorado breweries who are both guild members and non guild members but you can learn a lot more on our website sipbeerfest.com as well as on all of our socials but again it's a fundraiser all of the funds all of the proceeds are going to go back to uh, colorado craft brewery employees who are struggling through this time uh, as brewery shutdowns happen um, and obviously they're losing some hours but anyhow if you could participate that would be great sipbeerfest.com we'll also leave information in the show notes if you have any questions feel free to email me sam at unfilteredcraft.com and with that said enjoy the show Meetings are kind of bullshit oftentimes, unless you want to get, you know, the three of us on a Zoom meeting for an hour. It's a totally different uh, thing. You all get bought in. But uh, right. uh, who are we talking to today? Can you introduce yourself, sir? I don't know. Yeah. It's not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who are uh, you? Yeah. Uh, my name is Michael Memsick. I'm co-founder and CEO of Sanitas Brewing Company here in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Um, what, what else can I tell you? Hey, so, tell us about your relationship. Tell us how we got hooked up with you. Cause I, yeah. I like oh, to right. the dots and right. uh, we don't always get the opportunity to, to, to throw out other names for, for some of our good friends and former interview uh, subjects. So give us a little background on how the hell you got stuck on this show. So we are mutually all either friends, colleagues, co-working shenanigans with the lock and co guys. Um, here, here. Lock, uh, I didn't know it that Owen and I have a bunch of mutual friends from our time at CU. That's so, nice. um, Back and when pot actually, was right when pot was illegal, and <laughs> we don't have to go too deep into pot being illegal at CU. Um, I don't want to. I mean, we both. That was more yeah, of a guideline. Yeah, yeah. It's when things were. Owen and I were both there when um, we were three of our four years. Playboy named us the number one party school in America. So like, um, and at that point in time, that meant something. Uh, That was before Iowa took over and now my alma mater is the number one party school. So yeah, Uh, whatever. Sorry. Sorry. There's not a lot going on there. But uh, (laughs) yeah, it's not hot. I've been. Yeah. Driven past. Uh, so we were there together. Um, in addition to uh, being the co-founder at Sinitas, I'm also co-founder of a small distribution company out of Boulder as well called Brewer Star. Um, and we have, yeah, we have a small handful of brands that we distribute for. And I don't run that company. I 
have a, a title with that company and I work on high big picture, but we have a general manager on that team who d drives day-to-day -day business. But um, Lock & Co. was our first spirit and one of our first brands that we brought on. Nice. So uh, I feel very fortunate. And if you haven't had their, their liquid, it's fire. Uh, um, yeah, I had to steal a bottle from the office before this shit all went down to make yeah. sure nobody nobody snuck out with it. Plus, I was worried I wasn't going to be able to get my hands on a bottle um, for a little while. It, uh, it is my... I'm not like an avid, like crazy whiskey collector, um, but I hadn't really made any moves on my house whiskey in a number of years, and we are... The house whiskey is now Lock & Co. Um, oh, okay. That stuff is... I, I think it's inc an incredible liquid, um, and they're cool guys. So yeah. um, we've had some success with them. We're having a ton of fun with them, and that's how uh, we all got hooked up, I guess. Before I Perfect. ask you a, the next question, I will, I'm will. i going to plug this. Uh, folks who are going to be listening to this on Wednesday morning of next week will be doing a live stream happy hour, version episode two of the unfiltered happy hour with Aren't we uh, calling it the sip on sip happy, happy hour, hour? Yeah. with sip. uh i Owen saw that email yeah, yeah. we're gonna be doing Place. with uh we're yeah. doing with owen and and rick and with oh, Debo. Perfect. we're gonna be Debo and jay from uh uh, uh me, creek. Bear creek yep and then from lanny uh, with lanny from uh deer hammer and from uh, with megan and uh, patrick from talnua talnua my favorite yeah, so pot gotta, stilled irish american yeah. Backstory to come on that one. I can never remember that. So yeah, we're going to shamelessly plug that. I got to shamelessly plug the shelter place concept because that was my brainchild. It was um, good. Which means Love it. I, don't have to, I don't have to come up with anything else on this show for like another You're six done. months. Yeah, right, Michael, great. what's and the you history? you beer festival without actually throwing a beer festival. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the best you part. You have to get insurance for it. <laughs> <We just laughs> it. I bet yeah. they'll figure out a way to crack down on that. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, you still need to pay. All right, what's yeah. the history of Sinitas? How'd you get it started? Um, I mean, when did it start? And, and let's just go there. Great. So we are six and a half. We'll be seven this fall. Um, and there's two of us that are the co-founders today. Myself and Chris Coyne. Um, it's the only two. It's the only thing either the two of us have ever done professionally. I started at Oscar Blues my senior year at CU back in 2002. Nice. Um, Dale and I often have had the conversation of what employee number I was for the brewery, and it's three or four somewhere in that number for serious? guys to wow. can beer. Whoa! Look at you. Holy shit! Um, yeah. Pedigree. So I. And I was, yeah, I was a 21-year-old kid making seven bucks an hour, and I had the best job in the world. So um, no those are all facts. Those are facts. So um, We don't I check did... facts on this show, by the way, Mike. So, okay, good. Then there's yeah, going to be some can... more good ones. Yeah, you can tell us whatever <laughs> There's going to be want. some really good ones. Yeah, yeah so then I invented whoppers. the wheel. Um, <laughs> and fire. And, yeah, fire. Um, fear didn't exist before that either. Yeah, uh, that guy stole Napster from you, and then you're the original uh, designer of the Crowler, as I imagine yep. it right now. Yeah, yeah. and All the word thing. entrepreneur. Um, and you're the third Winklevoss twin. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I spent a year with them, and then I did nine years with Boulder Beer. Um, and Chris, my partner, did 10 years with Boulder Beer. 
So by the end of our time frame there, um, we basically run, ran all of R&D, all the new beers that were released, and kind of all the specialty programs. Um, and my last kind of three years at Boulder Beer, I'd say, I was really focused on how we were going to move on and what we were going to do next. I was the kid who started home brewing in college and told all of his buddies, hey, someday I'm going to own a brewery. And they were all like, sweet, we'll come drink for free. And a few of those assholes do. Um, they still do, huh? Yeah, yeah. They're, that's, they, don't, hey, they don't forget. For the record, that's why Stan and I started this podcast. To drink for free. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's yeah. totally backfired in this age of social distancing and shelter in place. Yeah, you're actually so, going to liquor stores now. Oh, man, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's rough. I'm buying a lot more whiskey, too. Not enough, uh, not enough lock, but... Yeah. Um, so was your background at CU in brewing, or were you just... No. I mean, like, you weren't, like, a, a fine arts major with an emphasis in ballet, and then you... I have a degree... Home? I have a degree in communication, and... Okay. I got a degree in communication because I started off in biology, was failing a lot of classes, and I noticed that the football players were um, studying a couple of degrees, and I uh, thought, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Uh, my focus well, was really skiing and drinking. and Kindred spirits here, and Sam, our good friend, Dr. J, is a communications professor, so I'm sure he loves hearing uh, <laughs> yeah. your perspective on the comm degree. But it took me they 20 bring years me to back. graduate. They bring me back on campus all the time. Um, I speak in a bunch of classes, and I'm always like, yeah, I, my attitude with getting a degree was really just try and make it through the whole thing. And professors are always sitting there being like, please don't say that. That's um, hilarious. So I got to ask, since we're tying it all together and we're trying to circle things up, and I, I'm, an, I'm the interjector, by the way. Um, CU, Locke, early 2000s. Uh, did you overlap with the guys from Ratio, Jason Zambrunen and Scott Kaplan at all? Because I know they're both good buddies. I didn't. And, and CU I didn't know them. Well. I know them okay. now. Yeah. Um, sure. And I know those guys after the fact, but I didn't know them then and i overlapped um with duncan of aspen brewing yeah, yeah for a quick minute but i mean none of none of us were really in the same i mean we weren't in the same groups and things like that but it is wild now to know as many there's as, as many alumni owners out of cu in the alcohol world it's pretty cool there yeah was, they were doing there something right a, yeah and they there wasn't, you know, the, the programs that you see, I mean, to plug Metro though, like Metro will have the brewers that we drink beer from in 15 years. They'll, they'll all be for sure class or something like that. Right. In but that five years. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, and the beer will be better in 2025 than the beer was in 2005 unequivocally. Yeah. Like it's a totally different game than it was then. I'm going to say something real quick before we ask you the next question, which is I think that what we're going to begin to see is that people like you, Michael, who know how to talk to people, 
with a communications degree, I'm not plugging the degree, but I think it's yeah. going to begin to matter so much. Like, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. No, I listened to a, another podcast today. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, right? They're talking about that, right? In this moment where you have to communicate online in conversations like this, being able to, being able to talk really matters. <laughs> like, and if you can't do yeah. that, you're, you're fucked. Like, if you're awkward yeah. in a Zoom conversation, like, you're done. Yeah, it's, I'm sure you guys have seen it too, but like with Zoom having exploding right now, but like seeing people take their phone to the toilet and then like set the camera down and think that they've turned their camera off and then you just see like somebody drops trowel right at the bathroom and there's like eight screens. I sit in on one of those now. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So you're so, brewing, were you brewing in your, in your dorm room, in your apartment? What, I mean, what was the, was apartment. it your kit? I wasn't you? a dorm brewer. Um, I got actually the, we've got a, we were given a hand-me-down kegerator and I needed parts for the kegerator. And I don't know how familiar you guys are with kind of older, bolder homebrew culture, but there was a shop in town called What's Brewing and a guy named John owned it. Um, and John's no longer with us, but, um, he had this great little homebrew shop and it was beginning of the semester of my junior year. And, uh, we go in to buy these, these parts for the, the kegerator. And he's like, you know, guys, have you ever thought about making beer? And it's one of those things where it's like beer comes from a liquor store and a bottle. Like I can't make it. And he's like, no, you buy that. $50 kit there on the shelf and you'll have beer in two weeks. And it was like this crazy light bulb goes off. Um, and I started getting really into it. So it was pretty much every weekend was ripping another batch, um, kegging a lot of it and throwing a lot of parties. And it wasn't that people told us that the beer or told myself and I had some buddies and roommates that were involved as well, but it's not that people were telling us that the beer was so good. I just thought it was so cool. Um, I, I didn't know that I cared that much how good it was. I just wanted to keep trying and keep trying and get better, get better. And um, pretty quickly, I was no longer a home brewer. Um, I think you were a most badass brewer, huh? No, I mean, I don't know that um, I wouldn't, I don't try to put things like that together, but um, it went pretty quickly from my first couple of batches of homebrew to um, now I'm doing this for a living. And is this going to be, is this really going to be the rest of my life? Um, what year? Was and that? to date it is. Were you still in college? So this That's, is when you were in college or after college? 17, yeah, 17 years. 2000. Oh, 2000, not two. Yeah, that's when you started home brewing. And then you took yeah. the job in 02 at 2002 Dales. at, at yeah, Oscar Blues. So, Oscar, um, I always call it Dale. Were you, were you tasting yeah. amateur move? Were you tasting it, Michael? And being, I know that, you know, people were drinking it, which is good. But were you obviously knowing your expertise in the industry, tasting it and going, okay, this is, this is pretty good? Like, did you know it was good? No. No. Not that. No. No, no, I didn't. I was just, I, I mean, I was playing. Yeah. I was experimenting. I was trying stuff and I was, I mean, I was reading Charlie's book. I was trying different things. Um, I, I don't think I was um, at, at that time period. I don't think I was great at it, but then I was trying to be really academic about it. And pretty quickly I was surrounded by, um, 
you know, people that were 10 plus years my senior who had been doing it for a long time, especially once I made it over to Boulder Beer. And now it's 2004, 2005, and I'm with a company that's been around since 79 with a lot of history and pedigree. And then it was learn quickly and stop being an asshole and keep up or get out of the way. Yeah. Like you want to push that broom off the clock, then maybe you'll have another opportunity. And that was a, a very different time in our kind of our, our culture of an industry, but, um, it was fun. And I got lucky a few times and got to keep playing. Do you miss that culture? Do you you miss that? I mean, I, I I feel like I went to Boulder beer 15 years ago and that's that feeling was still there. It was Mm -hmm. still small. You know, what's mm-hmm. happened in the last 10, 18 years is it's a different animal. I think it's changed more than people really re- realize. Do, do you miss that kind of, just that atmosphere, that culture? Sometimes parts of it I do. Um, and I also, I mean, fuck, if there were 1,200 breweries in the United States, it'd be a hell of a lot easier to make a lot more beer. Um, <laughs> it's... There's a lot of competition out there these days. So, and part of it also was, it was such a, right now it's gotten it become a much bigger culture and a much bigger group. And a lot of my closest friends are in the industry and are owners of other breweries. And I feel very fortunate to uh, kind of have the relationships that I do have, but it was, it was a really tight club and it was you knew you knew everybody in the Colorado beer scene yeah. and you were you were you were on a team you were in a club and now the access to entry to the club is much easier than it was then do you have an issue with that no okay that's fine it, um it's an easy question either you do or you don't so, yeah, my ego's not that big. Good. I'm going to back up then. Uh, Boulder yeah. Beer, what, uh, what do you think of what's gone down with Boulder Beer in the last crazy six months? I mean, hey, we're stopping distribution. We're shutting down everything but the tap room. Hey, somebody else is going to brew for us. Hey, we're fucking all over the map. And also, uh, hold on, hold on before you answer that. If COVID-19 happened six months earlier, is uh, Boulder Beer still around? Great questions. Dude, first of all, you, you, we don't try to date our interviews, Sam. I'm Jay. just saying. And COVID-19, unless it lasts like 17 years. No, but it's... it's I'm just, go ahead. It will, go ahead. You're, you're a banker. And we're going to be talking <laughs> yeah. about COVID-19 for the rest of your professional career. Fucking a, you are not wrong. But you remember COVID-2020, COVID that was crazy. There you go. Yes. I mean, so, like yeah, we haven't uh, stopped talking about 9-11. Yeah, right. True. Actually, I got banker buddies that are like, I was there for nine, my clients after 9-11. Now I'm going to be there for them after COVID-19. Bingo. Get over it. Get over yeah, it. No, 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 get over it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Boulder Beer. Sorry. What so, happened there? And what do you think if, 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 they, if they missed the boat on COVID-19? I don't, I, I don't really know on the COVID-19. I think that, I don't know. That, that's, that's that's a tough. weird question, Sam. It is. It's a but tough you know question. Yeah. It's a I good question. It's a tough question. Um, and I think that that maybe, maybe. Um, I think that 
Boulder Beer, and I still have a lot of friends that are part of that organization or what's left of it and um, that were part of the old side of things. And I, I try not to ever say anything bad about them because they did. They're, they've been part of my family and um, they've, they did so many good things for me personally and for my career. Um, but I think that they, if you had to summarize it into like a couple of bullet points or things that really count on is they, I don't think they did enough to be aggressive coming out of kind of transitioning from what was to what is craft beer. Hmm. And I, I think that there are, so, so wait, what, what are those things? What are those things? Um, what people want from product, the newness game, okay. like trying to stay ahead of the curve on the newness game, or at least with the curve on the newness game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they, it, yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to when, when they decided to brew the products that they did. And um, I don't think that they were pushing and I don't think they were big enough to kind of sit back and react. I think that somebody the size of New Belgium or Sierra Nevada or Boston Beer now can watch the trends that little guys start to push and they can be like a half a day late and a half a dollar short and still be a part of that category and still be relevant in that. Like hazy little thing out of Sierra Nevada is, uh, I think I was looking at some data on that in January or February, but I think that was the large, the largest selling by volume hazy beer in America wow. and for 2019. And uh, that might or might not be a fact, but uh, it's at least how I interpreted that information i mean they're selling a shitload of it no matter what whether or not that's like first or second or third they're definitely the top five and they're not a hazy brewery they're not a that that isn't who they are but they did a good job of saying okay this is a real trend this is actually happening let's let some people lead this and drive this and create this now let's jump on board with ours and it doesn't have to be the craziest storytelling hazy beer out there but we're going to play in the category so how can an odell ride this wave or like a, a you know odell to me makes they're they're kind of or a denver beer co or even i mean upslope's kind of at the bottom of that but they've managed to survive i mean i, I just want to know like economically what's different between them and a, a boulder beer It's a great question. I think that um, when Odell did their rebrand in 2006, 10, somewhere in that range, they were right on time. And I think that they made some changes to their IPA at that point in time that were really well executed. And I think that their growth strategy was really really intelligent i think they went they went slowly in terms of geography but fast in terms of depth they didn't try to go um, a mile wide and an inch deep or however i say that Mm -hmm. they they really focused on the territories they went into i remember 
knowing in like 2012, 13, 14, right when we were opening and talked to a distributor down in Arizona that Odell was selling a lot of beer with and their presence, their commitment, their marketing, the tools that they were putting into place, they really built some serious infrastructure in some of those places. And in that time period, Boulder Beer was still growing at a pretty good clip from part of that and shooting beer out across America. And, you know, we had a, we had a sales rep in California that had the entire West coast. We had a guy in Boston that had from Maine to Florida. Um, and I think that that it, that worked at a different point in time and that no longer worked. People are looking for hand sales. They're looking for that, the, the touch points, not just with the liquid, but with people. And I don't think Boulder Beer was prepared for that side of growth. Um, and yeah, and I don't, I, maybe they didn't take care of home well enough. You know, that could be a I, that's thing. A, I think that's a fair point. My only exposure to Boulder Beer for years and years and years was the only place I ever saw it was at the uh, Garden Level Bar Sing Sing in Lodo. And that was it. And I didn't, I didn't love it, frankly. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Um, if and they they should have been coming on 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 the same level as a New Belgium at that point, in my opinion. Um, but I would have never, fifteen years ago, said, "Hey, when I'm at Sing Sing every Friday, I should be having a Buffalo Gold or whatever was right. the the deal du jour," because that was the only that was the only beer they had on at Sing Sing. And swear mm -hmm. to God, I don't think. I know anything else, but anyway, it's interesting to hear the history. We're, we're shitty because we're not worried about Boulder beer. We're more worried about Sanitas. So I apologize. Good. That's uh, like my that. fault. Yeah, that, no, that's my fault. I got us off on a tangent. Yeah, um, that's fine. I get it. Take it's over part of my history. It. Yeah. Well, it, that's, what's interesting about it. Actually. We enjoy, we enjoy kind of the, the breadcrumbs, right? Um, whether it's, mm -hmm a lock and co connection or Boulder beer. But um, I'm sure Sam has some like burning questions about Sanitas. No, I mean, why did you decide to, I want to know like, why, why did you stick? To, okay. So you opened the first, when, when did you open the first spot in Boulder? Cause you have multiple spots, right? Nope. No, just one, just one. Where is yep, it? Fall of 2013. Okay. We're at Foothills and Pearl and Boulder. Okay. So, so what gave you right the off the highway, right? Gumption? Yep. Yeah. Right. there. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, so what was the gumption to open that place up? Tell tell us the thought process, the uh, the, the the business planning, all of that stuff. How'd you get into it? It was really the. I mean, it was a long term coming. Um, it was that this is something that we're we're going to do eventually, and we're we're just we need to find out or find the time and the way and the how to get there. Um, and then from a business plan perspective, that's changed drastically over the years. And in the beginning, we wanted to chase in the footsteps of some of those regional breweries that we were just talking about. And we went after a big space um, and we really, we wanted to pack as many cans full of beer and send it to liquor stores as far as we could possibly go. And when I was writing a business plan and we were in the early stages of getting investment, things like that, I mean, if you had made a bet with me then, and when we had, I don't know, 16 or 1800 breweries in the country and you said, I'll bet you a hundred thousand dollars that there will be 8,000 breweries by 2020. 
and I'll give you any odds you pick, I would have taken the bet. There's no chance that we would have ended up where we have ended up, in my opinion. And I'm still blown away by it. Um, so with the change, we've had to pivot who we are, not really who we are, but how we um, take care of our community and our people and, and what our, our process looks like and what our, our goals are. Um, because it's, I think it's going to, it's really difficult to grow into a regional brewery and hit that 10, 20,000 barrel mark, um, at, at this point in the game, it's, it's a different game than it was then. So, um, that we've really pivoted and go ahead. When, when did you, when did you read the tea leaves and say, okay, we, now it's time to be something else. I think that in honest, in all honesty, the writing was kind of on the wall in 17. Okay. And I don't think we were mature enough to read it until like fall of 18. Probably. What happened in 17? Like, what, like, what, I'm trying to think just, a, just a slew of new openings and everything or, or what? Yeah. I think it, it, that's when Colorado, to me, really, okay. the saturation was here. And that's when you stop seeing the growth out of, you know, I, I think that's when the last time you saw major growth out of all that, the top, the top 100, really. You know, there's darlings still in there, but, um, and double-digit growth went away. Um so we, in that respect, we, I think we were kind of like a dollar, a dollar early, late and short, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of those things, but, um, 2018, it was really like, okay, well, we have this killer tap room and people come in here every day. So that needs to become our focus. That needs to be our energy, our drive. And, um, that's been a, a big shift. Um, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, as a, as a family guy, right. As a person mm-hmm. who, who has a spouse and now a kid that changes everything, right? I mean, you're, you're no longer, Oh, we can be new Belgium. We can be Odell. You're something else. Is it, what was that conversation like with your partner? Business or no, family? Your spouse. Yeah. Your family, your family <laughs> partner. Um, well, she's, uh, we have this conversation a lot. She's like stepmom to the brewery. Okay. So she, she has to parent, um, whether she wants to or not, she gets to sign away the deed to her home, <laughs> whether, you know, like that was, that's been part of the deal, but she also doesn't get to be like, she's not mom. And, um, it's, it's tricky. We have to have hard conversations all the time because we're not chasing, um, the same big, big dreams and the same big potential earnings for myself, my family, the partners and the leaders at the top, you know, like there's some folks in some of those big breweries we were talking about that, that have made a lot of money in this industry. And that is not part of being a small brewer. Um, big money is not the game for guys that are brewing less than 10,000 barrels a year because our, our margins aren't that strong. You know, we, you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot to a lot of capital to run these things. And, 
you've got debt and people and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's different, but it's also, um, you know, I'm still chasing a dream and building upon things and trying to, trying to really enjoy every day of my work and my, my life combination. I'm not trying to be a dick. I just feel like, like I appreciate there's, there's a, there's a, there's a vulnerability, believe it or not, that I can feel over zoom. I mean, it's clear that you're going to answer these questions. So I appreciate that. And I understand why Owen said, you got to call Michael at this conversation. Like it's, I mean, that's gotta be, I mean, what other breweries went through that same kind of thing? I'm trying to think that, where 2017, 2018 happened and they're, and they go, okay, we're not a, a regional uh, beer maker anymore. We are now a tap room. I'm, I, I can't, is that a, is that a crazy mountain? Jay? I mean, you can jump. Oh, but we don't like to bring them up on this declaration. Show. I mean, that's, uh, it's gotta yeah. be those, those kind of breweries. It's an inflection point, right? Yeah. Um, timeline's yeah. about right too, isn't it? A crazy mountain. I think their origin story is a little bit further back, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, those are those are two two actually very comparable breweries in terms of that inflection point that I think went a different direction. Right, Crazy Mountain went big, yep. balls deep, balls deep, and um, they've been trying to make up for it ever since. Um, and I think they've maybe righted the ship. I love them, love Crazy Mountain. Love John, love Barry, uh, but uh, they they stepped on their dick once or twice. Declaration, um, shit. Who knows about Declaration? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know that. I mean, I know the yeah, very yeah, Reader's yeah. Digest version of it's hard to get their beer now. Um, well, they, I mean, they've struggled to get their beer out the door anyway, uh, and that's they're now gone. Correct. No. We had that. We had that question <laughs> internally this morning. I think, yeah. um, you know, they. Funny enough, God, they went from so like you could see them everywhere to now. I don't know what's going to happen. I thought they were gone. I thought they were no. Gone. They're, no they filed, I mean, they're still but, around. Yeah. They filed for bankruptcy, but that was protection really to get out of debt, mm-hmm. um, which was a good move. The problem is they owned their real estate where they are, which is which is huge endeavor. It's a great location. Um, and they sold the real estate to recapitalize my opinion, horrible mistake. I don't know if you guys own your real estate or if you lease, not that it matters in this conversation, but crazy mountain, they, or I'm sorry, declaration. The trajectory has just been a lot of peaks and then a lot of valleys. Um, and I don't know. It's, yeah, I think it's a tale of three breweries, right? If you look at 1718, because um, those were the years that made it easier, hard. And Crazy Mountain, they were attracting good money and investors, and they they were able to kind of rein in whatever was going on so they could control their destiny a little bit better and they could take over that brewery and they could continue to grow. And they were one of the first breweries, from my perspective, that were getting into grocery stores early. They knew it was coming declaration went the other way and they kind of just went wild and they were throwing up fucking new beers every 17 minutes or whatever. Um, there was no direction. Um, I mean, this has got to be Michael. I mean, you can say yay or nay, but it has to be kind of serendipity. And to go back to, I mean, Owen brought this up last night that we were talking to Owen in the middle. Yeah. But, but I mean, talk about whiskey, right? Owen said Mm -hmm. he's in a really good spot because they have no storefront. No overhead. Yeah. 
None. Right? They have, don't have to pay a fucking rent. Nothing. You know, like well, it's all done. It's all done on contract. Yeah. You know, they're a, they're a sales and marketing company. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. um, I was interesting the Good River guys who have been good friends yeah. for a bunch of years, and we did some contract brewing for them when they were getting going. Um, it was they were kind of splitting up between us and uh, Sleeping Giant, and the talking to those guys, and they're like, "Yeah, we're a sales and marketing company. You're 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 our brewers. Like we <laughs> hope to be able to become brewers. We're a sales and marketing company." And I was just like fuck, I'm jealous. And then got to thinking about like, well, who else has ever done this? And I was like, oh, this is what Boston Beer did. Like, this is how Boston Beer started their company. They were a sales and marketing team. And, you know, Jim Cook is a brilliant marketing mind and a great people leader. And they were in the right place at the right time. And they really were able to drive. And I think that's one of the things that's so tricky about being a brewer first in this industry is that we, we are in a sales and marketing industry and it's, you have these, you, you love this liquid and you love these beers and you fall in love with your own liquids and things like that. And I think for a lot of us, and we've been a victim of this and guilty of this on a handful of occasions, but like you get in your own way almost um, because you love that liquid so much. And Sometimes it's hard to share that story and to convince other people of that. And that's that sales and marketing side of things. So it's, um, it's tricky. I'm trying to think who, who does it really well. I mean, just in talking to, to Charlie Berger at Denver Beer mm-hmm. Show, I mean, they've kind of – God, hold on. One of my kids is knocking at the <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I don't, know where, I don't know where he was going with that, but Denver Beer Co., I don't know. I'm yeah. Sorry. Um, no, that's fine. I'm going to take it another direction. If Sam wants to re- redirect us when he gets back, that's his problem. Um, location. You guys are off the highway. You're at the end of Pearl. Is that? Yep. Do you find that? I mean, do you find that you're the neighborhood pub that way, or can I, are you can I just off the stop you? Path? See, like, he's no. I'm going to stop you. We're, we've been watching rewatching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wow, I, the old stuff or the new yeah, stuff? Yeah, the old stuff. And well, all of it. And my youngest kid just came, or my middle kid just said, hey, Dad, uh, Jeff, he's the guy from Daddy Daycare, the Eddie Murphy movie. I was like, yeah, it's, it's Jeff. It's Jeff Garland. So, so yeah. your, your three-year-old your three-year-old is watching Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah, yeah, by yeah. herself. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm not Why entirely not? sure that's good. That's quarantine it's babysitting. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Quarantine babysitting. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I mean, I did mean to interrupt. Continue. Ah, that's right. I had nothing intelligent to say. And you actually probably had a better question. I was talking about with location Mike's yeah Mike's yeah. location where they are I, I know the general area doesn't strike me as being a, a pub neighborhood like attraction but I, I didn't grow up in Boulder I didn't go to college in Boulder um you just so graduated actually so yeah yeah from Metro so that doesn't mean anything uh they photocopy that degree um <laughs> they check the yeah, yep, exactly. Got it. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. He's got they, one. The, they look to make sure the check clears the actual money. Yep. Check and um, a pulse. Yeah, and then then we're good to go. It took twenty years, and it still took that long. So yeah, um, is that, are you guys, are I should you guys defend a, them, but I'm not. Yeah, they they do they do. Uh, are you guys destination? Are you guys a neighborhood pub? Uh, you're. I mean, you're not a not a 
tough sure. par five from the new ska spot that's going in, right? I mean, you're pretty Yeah, close. we're very close there. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys if the see? road went all the way through, we would be on the same street. Oh, okay. And so it's also right the same there. street that Boulder Beer was on. So like all of all oh. three of us are the same distance from Foothills. Gotcha. Okay. Just we oh, I'm half like exactly in between the two spots. It's like Brewers um, Row then. A little bit, yeah. Um I mean the whole city is like freaking Brewers Row. But so no, I think we are a little bit destination. We have a huge parking lot, which helps for people to be able to come there. And our tap room is also um, good for groups. So we see a lot of large, excuse me, large happy hour groups and things like that will come together there, especially after a work situation. But we really see a, a tourism group that like a tourism demographic that comes in, especially once we get into summer and the weekends, things like that. We see a group that is um, people that are grabbing us after work. And then there is like another kind of the people who live in the apartments and the condos that are within mile and a half, two miles of us. We see that as like a, a another layer. So we're not neighborhoody where we have like, where cheers where you walk in and everybody at the bar knows everybody. Um, we, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. It, it's sort perfect. Of. Does, it does what it needs to. I'm actually looking at a map now just cause I'm that kind of a nerd. Uh -huh. um, and you guys, yeah, you've got vision quest brewery, which I think I've seen from yeah. the highway recently. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. you got Redstone meadery, which I've actually had their mead. Uh, many many years ago, um, you guys. I mean, you guys are kind of in in a little bit of Brewers Row right there. It seems like. Oh yeah, uh, I, I know what I'd ask. Company, Twisted Pine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know what I was going to ask. I know what I, I was. I was talking about whether or not you know, like, I, what breweries have you seen that have that really strong sales and marketing arm? that kind of came about the same time as you, as you had. And we were talking about Charlie Burger and you know mm -hmm. the folks at, at Denver Beer Co. Because I mean. Let's be totally honest. I think Charlie would be honest with, honest with us here too. You know, it's not as if their beer is is. I mean, it's it's great. It's great beer, but it's you can't separate it from a lot of other beers in on the front range, right? Like you couldn't mm -hmm. say, "Oh my god!" It's, but that's different from you know a comrade. Which when Jay and I drink a comrade IPA, you go, "Oh my god!" It's like the best IPA in the world. But yet they have no desire to do sales and marketing. So. Yeah. What other breweries? Yeah, they do. So what? So what other places that you know of, Michael, kind of have really capitalized on? I guess when it comes to me, branding a good brand. I think that um, in Colorado right now, in this moment, I think um, when I give that example, I, and Charlie's a buddy of mine, and mm -hmm. I think they have done it as well or better in this era as anybody else. You know, kind of in our era, to me, Upslope was on that front yeah. side or really on the forefront of it. So I think yeah. they were able to lay some bricks before the rest of us were here. And I think that really helped Matt. Um, and that, that, that overall brand, yeah. I think that Denver beer came into it. I think they were methodical. I think they were slow. I think they were really smart with capital. Um, and they were, they nailed locations and they continue to nail locations. And, um, I also think that like, it's a hard thing 
as a person who's deep in the industry is you follow all the garbage online. Not that you guys are garbage, but you follow all the garbage online. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like this heady beer that I waited in line for four hours for, and I spent $25 on this can and look how cool I am because I have this can. That is uh, a segment, and there's a handful of breweries across the country. We have a few here in Colorado now. They're, they're making great money doing that, and they're having a lot of success. And I'm not mad. I'm just jealous uh, yeah. because I would love to be able to be like, wait, we got, okay, I got five minutes. Let's brew a beer. Let's put it in a can, and let's hope, and let's sell it for $40. How much yeah, is that is you being in Boulder? Like, as, that like, is... No, not that much that, of that is happening in Boulder. No, but I mean, like, you can't, I know what you're saying, because you, you pointed out, you know, Charlie and, and the David Beerco people basically finding really good locations. Boulder, I don't want to say has, has kind of handcuffed you, but it's, you're not as flexible there, right, as you are in Denver. In terms of, like, so? can you find well, you, a spot that isn't basically, that yeah, you're basically in the perfect location, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you can't improve upon, yeah boulder inside boulder right yeah Yeah, so for you for you to perfect it or 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 find that lightning in a bottle a second time you gotta leave boulder Boulder. yeah Yeah. um and and clearly charlie and crew are fucking picking up every sexy hot spot in town um which god knows how they do it you mentioned capital i think they're not only smart with capital i think they were well capitalized um Mm -hmm. but to your point too do you guys yeah, you might be a little jealous of I'm just gonna say a spaghetti western lager whatever that sells for forty bucks a pop. We know who we're talking about. But do you wanna be that brewery? You don't wanna be that brewery. I mean maybe No, you know. I don't wanna chase that brewery. I'm jealous of that. Um having that level of like fanboyism is yeah. um would be cool, I would assume. Um Yeah. You make some good beer, though, think, Michael. Like I don't, I don't think know. that the fanboy stuff lasts forever. I think yeah. that it has a moment, and if you can drive that moment and capitalize on that moment, then and if you can stay in that moment, I think that's going to be what's going to be really. I think that's point that's going to be really interesting to see three and five years from now because I remember the lines in the alley for Avery, where it was limit four and it was like, I felt like the whole sea of Boulder was there trying to get those beers. And now those same beers, or to be honest, better beers are being released out of that brewery, cleaner, more consistent, more better, tighter, all those things. And people aren't lining up like they were because now they can get it. Um, So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to some of the um, super fanboy breweries, but I think that when you, it comes to like the marketing of a brewery, going back to your question, I think that Denver Beer has done a really good job of it. I think that I don't know that there are that many breweries in Boulder who I really think have done a phenomenal job or in Colorado who have done a phenomenal job of that. Most of them I look to out of the country and I look at like a Rheinheist or I look at a Modern Times mm-hmm. and I look at some of these guys who it's like, Yes, you were well capitalized, but you were fucking smart with your money and you put beers out that people want to drink a bunch of. You made it accessible. You committed to your community 
and you did really well. So I, I take a lot of those cues, you know, like I want, I, I really want to make sure that I do everything to our community and with our community that I possibly can. Do you think so. that you guys are the Boulder beer company now? I mean, who, like, who's the go-to in, in the Boulder? I'd love code? to be that. Um, I, I would love to be that. And I don't think we are today. Um, Upslope really does have, Upslope. I think that it's, it's, it, it was, you know, if I look through my tenure of the, in my time in the industry, when I got into the industry, it was Boulder beers, then Oscar blues took it, then Avery took it. Now it's Upslopes. Um, and I don't know though that Upslope has the same, the same stake in the ground that Avery had for a while. I mean, it was Avery's town for a long time and they probably had the longest run during my career where you went up and down Pearl street and Avery IPA was on yeah. in every single bar. Um, you know, it felt like the new Belgium Odell stuff up in Fort Collins mm -hmm. or the, the way Denver pale ale was on everywhere in Denver eight years ago for years yeah yeah for a long time and they had a great you know great divide had a great run with that yeah, so i feel like we've not given you enough attention i think this is one of those things where we break out of this this quarantine you're our first interview like we come up there and we sit down i hope so drink beer and i think yeah. all of our brewers are smart and all of our interviews yeah. are smart um mike you're definitely bringing a different perspective to it that i, I think is a little bit more intellectual and probably philo philosophical Philosophical. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's crazy too. It's a crazy time. Um, it it's changed a lot, and I, I appreciate all those comments that you guys made. I I frequently don't think I am a very intelligent person. I'm able to talk to people and tell stories, and I love to tell stories, but I can't hardly read. Um, so that's another. Thing about You've said education that. You've said that a couple times and I'm, yeah i'm starting to think you mean it this time yeah do you yeah. have a, a thing that we need to know about well i've got a lot of things but not all <laughs> that you need to know about uh, okay good because this relationship is this relationship is early yeah yeah and i have a rash but i don't think um i got a rash hammer yeah, won't do it justice i got yeah. a rash so bad <laughs> you might yeah. as well you might yeah, as well show it michael Mimzik, uh Thank you so much. You you are on yeah, our list of, of in-person interviews. As soon as we can, please. I'd love to do that. Loud, and we'll come up to Boulder, and um, we'll bring Owen with us. Yeah, we That'd should. That'd be a lot of fun. All right, yeah, uh, awesome. Mike. Thanks so much, buddy. Yeah, Jay, absolutely. we'll Thank see you, you later. Uh, Michael, whatever we can do, man, just let us know uh, over the next who knows how many weeks. Just let us know, and we'll. Yeah, we'll I mean, I I got saw your email on the the Sippin Festival or whatever yeah, year. Yeah. Cool it's not hashtagging fast um, Sam. Yeah, I've got um, a website to build. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I I'm, We're all in. Um, I'd love to be able to participate, and you know, it's a it's a it's going to be a tricky time for a lot of us. And to go beer is going to be really important. And who can be who can be crafty and clever? Hey, so I'm working on cans. I'm working it. on cans and crowlers yeah, for, the, for, for sure. the entire city right now. I swear to God, I am. Love so, it. All right. Yeah, met, a, met a new friend awesome. tonight, Michael Mimzik. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Have a great night awesome. and uh, be safe. Cheers, Thanks, Mike. Yeah, Cheers. everybody behave. All right. See yeah. you guys.
Bye.